Welcome to Widow Too Soon. I'm Michelle Bader, and I am here with Mark Massaro. How are you doing, Mark? Doing well, Michelle. How are you? I am good. So I'm excited about today's topic, grief triggers, but God delivers. Mm -hmm. But first, I wanted to ask you what's been going on since we did our last podcast. Uh, a lot, actually. Um, I was incredibly sick for mm. like a whole week, and my kids got sick. And we all just kept rotating who was mm. the most sick and it was pretty miserable. And uh, it actually brought some triggers um, of grief for me. Right. Um, Cause you know, we're alone and it's hard to take care of sick kids when you're really sick yourself. Right. Um, so that was kind of rough. Then of course we had father's day, which I'm right. sure was difficult for a lot of us. Um, I actually, I had a really rough morning. I was like starting to feel sorry for myself. And, you know, I went on Facebook, which by the way, is probably not the best idea to do mm -hmm. if you're on a holiday that you might be grieving. Yep. I learned that um, too. <laughs> all I could see was about all these posts about, um, you know, how great these fathers were. And it's also difficult for me. It, Father's Day used to be difficult for me because I grew up without a father. And mm -hmm. so it was, it was kind of hard. Like, not that I was, I, I was happy for all these people that they had great dads and, right. um, but you know, it's, it's hard to just feel like, why did my dad leave? You know? Right. And um, so it was, it was a hard holiday, but then I had children and all of a sudden it was this really blessed holiday. Well, now mm -hmm. I had my first father's day without my wife and it was hard. It was really hard in the morning, but um, I got up, dragged my kids <laughs> along with me to church and it was actually a tremendous blessing. The message was like so Holy Spirit inspired. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, if we could put a link to it, yeah, I think a that. lot of people would be would really benefit from it. Um, it was a great, great message. And just, you know, about the will God has for your life and how we go through different seasons of life. And, you know, if, if it's hard for you right now, then you might be in like a winter season. But spring is coming, summer's mm -hmm. coming. And, um, you know, it will get, it will get better because that's what God promises us. And we'll get more into that later. But, um, I know you had a, a hard, you know, must've been hard for you on father's day. Also, how was your week? How was it for you since we last talked? Um, yeah. So some exciting things happened. I finished my last day of work, which was nice. awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a teacher and it was the last day of school and it was my oldest son Hayden's last day of school. So he's officially a senior, which is crazy because That's I feel like amazing. I, I was just a senior the other day. I mean, what the heck? Like, how did that happen? Mm. It goes a little longer ago. <laughs> no, just kidding. It was, it was just the other day. Just the other day. Totally. I mean, before the two thousands, but like just the other day, <laughs> but whatever. So that was kind of weird, but I was excited to be done with school and yeah. Father's day hit me harder than I thought it would. Like it was harder than mother's day for me. I think it was because the absence of Luke was felt really strong because it was about celebrating him and he wasn't here. Mm. And same thing as you, maybe I'm just going to keep myself off social media on holidays because that's <clears throat> what did it. You know what? My mom told me that yesterday too. She, her dad's been gone a long time. She said, I can't be on social media today. Or she said, Facebook, I can't be on Facebook today. It just, it's too hard for me. Mm. You know, like it's hard for a lot of people who've lost someone they love 
that was, yeah, it kind of started that and it was grief about Luke, but it was also a grief of like, I wish that my family was whole. I mean, which is Luke too. Mm -hmm. Like I wish that I was married and with my kids and we were a whole family and it was, you know, different. And so it just kind of started me on the spiral. And now that I've reached over a year and I know a lot of you can probably relate, I feel like less people remember. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they don't care because I know that deep in my heart, they care. And it was a really hard day because a lot of people didn't remember and it was just hard. So it was something I was not expecting at all, but you know what? I got through it and it kind of leads into what we're talking about today. Grief triggers, but God delivers, you know, um, I was able to get out of it eventually. Like, that's the thing. I don't stay in it forever. Like yesterday was probably my longest grief span in a year, <laughs> you mm. know, just stay in it even longer than the one year anniversary. That was just a little bit of grief. I don't know. It was different, but, but now is it, is it an all day thing or is it come in moments throughout the day? Moment. I guess I shouldn't say all day. It's not like I was laying there crying. We took the paddleboard out. We went to a dinner for my dad. So I guess to clarify, it was not all bad. I wasn't just sitting there crying all day. I did cry at different points of the day, but I wasn't, you know, we went to the cemetery also. Um, we, they were giving out donuts for dad mm. at this at, uh, church and he loved it when we would bring him donuts and things. So I told the kids to grab one and I was like, well, you can all have them. They have lots of extra, but like, let's take one to the cemetery. Cause I had nothing to bring with me to the cemetery. So hmm. we put donuts there and, um, just had a few minutes where I quote unquote, talk to Luke, you know, I know he's in heaven and he's not there, but it just helps me. And I know some of you might relate. Some of you, you know, might not want to do that. We all do grief differently, but I was telling Luke about how Hayden's a senior now and just kind of like catching him up on where we're at and Mm. all of that. And so that was emotional. It's always emotional when I'm like over his grave, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, It's real. It sets in. It's yes, it's definitely real. My kids react different. Some of them want to get out of the car and some of them don't. And I let them be however they want to be. And I think that's important. I know you do the same thing with your kids. You let them be how they're going to be. Um, how they're going to deal with grief, how they're going to talk about it. And I think it's important to be able to let them deal with it how they want. So anyways, that was kind of my week was getting out of school and then dealing with Father's Day. And it was also our second time missing Father's Day without Luke because mm, last year yeah. he, had, he had died like three weeks before. So we're on our round two of everything. So anyways, that's a little bit about you know my week, but I really want to dive into this subject. I think Everyone listening, whether you're a widow or not, you, maybe you have grief about other things. I think you're going to be able to relate to grief triggers, but God delivers. So to me, and then I'll ask you what it means to you. Like to me, a grief trigger is something that can happen suddenly. It's maybe not a holiday. Maybe it's, you're walking through the grocery store. This happened to me once walking through the grocery store saw, uh, I think it was like chef Boyardee ravioli, something Luke would eat. And I would only buy for him. (laughs) And so I started crying because I was like, I don't need to buy that anymore. It could be, you know, just a million little things and it's what you do with it from there. So the part that we really want to focus on is that God delivers. He's not going to let us sit in this place forever where we're just stuck in the grief. You know, usually it's not very long, you know, it kind of like puts you in this funk for a little bit and then you're able to get out of it. 
what does grief triggers mean to you? And maybe what are some things that you have experienced some triggers? Yeah. So I would define it pretty much the same way you did. Um, I mean, that's, I think that's probably how most people would do it, but grief, it, it hits in unexpected ways at unexpected times. Mm -hmm. Like I'll be going about my day, everything's fine. And then, uh, and it's not always the case, but sometimes it is like, I was talking to somebody that came to my door and I just looked over at the wall and I remember, you know, I used to love to surprise Lacey with like random kisses, like mm-hmm. where she just wasn't expecting it, yeah. it was just out of the blue. <clears throat> and uh, I, we let the kids in the front door and then I closed the front door and kind of pushed her up to the wall and kissed her. Mm-hmm. And I had just forgotten about that. And just for some reason, I was just staring at the spot on the wall and I was like, oh yeah. And she was like, she just loved it. Like her face just lit up and she was like so happy. It was just, she loved it. And so I think things like that get me, um, and just random memory. Like I was just sharing this with you that a lot of times I do it to myself. Mm -hmm. There's this app called Marco Polo. If you're unfamiliar with Mm -hmm. it, where you can send video messages back and forth to one another. And I still have a lot of them from Lacey and, um, I actually have them through the course of her cancer. So, I have them back when she was still walking around all the way up until she was stuck in bed. And um, I just watched through them. And by the end, I'm just devastated. And I'm like, wow, I totally like did that to myself. Like I was feeling fine and I did that to myself, but (laughs) it's kind of not really a grief trigger, but I just thought of this story right now. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Um, The, the, the environment, if you will, wasn't funny, but um, it was the day that I had to tell the kids that Lacey, that their mommy died. Mm. It was really hard. I pulled the car over because I was waiting until we got closer to home. I live about an hour from my in-laws, which is where I was picking them up from. And I didn't even get to the freeway before they started asking me um, something about mommy where I couldn't, I don't remember the question, but I couldn't have answered it without lying. Right. Like, is mommy excited to see us? I think mm. is what it was. And, um, I pulled the car over and I'd never been afraid to tell them anything in my life. And I was terrified to tell them I was so scared. And, uh, I told them and we all cried together and, um, it was, you know, it was a hard moment, but I said, but you know what, mommy wouldn't want us to be sad. Mommy would want us to celebrate that we did get to have her. And so I said, so what we're going to do is we're going to go to target. Mm. and I'm going to buy you guys like all kinds of toys and we're going to buy a new movie and then we're going to buy a pizza and we're going to get lemonade and you know we're going to make popcorn and blah 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 so I have we we get to target we blah 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 we're walking around and as we're approaching the cashier I'm like oh my gosh I probably look like one of those weekend dads (laughs) who's just trying to like buy their love because like Mm it was probably like $200 worth of stuff. <laughs> like just, I just let them, they're like, can we get this? I'm like, yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> we just got like everything. And so the girl's just like looking at me as she's scanning the stuff. And, you know, I, I would have to imagine that it's like, why would her dad, oh, they're probably divorced and he's right. probably blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so this is the funny part. So <laughs> my son, who was four at the time, goes, do you know why we get all this stuff? And she's all, no, why? And he's all, because my mommy died. She's dead. Oh, wow. Like, just <laughs> so blunt. And I'm just like, I'm like, sorry. I'm like, 
it just got real, didn't it? And she just kind of like looked at me and she's like, really? Like their mom? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, like your wife? I'm like, yep, that's, <laughs> that's how this goes, you know? And yeah. um, she started crying, poor cashier. But anyway, the, I thought that was such a funny story. Yes. But every time I go into that Target, there's a the whole point of it. Every time I go into that Target, I remember that day. Right. And how difficult it was, even though, you know, I was trying to be strong for them. I was broken inside, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, but anyway, so yeah, grief triggers, they're, uh, gr- grief is confusing. There's no escaping it when it comes. It's an unwanted emotion mm-hmm. and we all go through it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. You get these triggers, but God does deliver us. You know, he really does. Like, I don't, I don't stay in them. I mean, if we remember Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill Mm. you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy spirit. We just have to remember to trust in him. That's right. And look for that hope and that joy. That's right. That's good stuff. I wanted to uh, comment about your target story. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's good to have some laughter amongst the pain mm-hmm. of all of that. But what I like to think about you, know, I've heard that story from you before. I think it's amazing that what you did for your kids, number one, on the day Luke passed away, there's no way I could have gone to a store. I remember it was like a week, but mm-hmm. what you did for your kids is you gave them a memory. They will probably never forget. Like the day that we got to go buy anything and everything we wanted at Target, you turned a painful experience into a joyful one. And Mm. so that's something that I really believe, even though Luke was only four, I believe that's something he'll always remember. So when he does remember it, right? Because it was, I doubt he remembers what he said to the cashier, (laughs) right? Someday I'll have to tell him when he's older, but it's something that I think when they think of the day their mommy died, they will remember that. They will remember, mm-hmm. and daddy took us to Target and we got to buy whatever we wanted. And so you took something that could have just been a painful memory for them and you turned it into something beautiful. Wow. Thanks. I didn't, uh, You're welcome. I've always wondered, I didn't know if that was, I felt like it was the right thing to do. I just, yeah, totally. I was like trying to buy them out of sadness or whatever, but I was no. trying to do what you said. I was trying to turn it into a you know, mommy's with heaven, mommy's with Jesus in heaven. And we're going to celebrate that. Right. And what a beautiful thing that you did for them. Still though, almost a year later, every time we go to target, they think it's like a spending spree. (laughs) Right. They're like, do we get to get new toys? I'm like, no, I'm here for deodorant or whatever. So that may have created a little problem, but it was, it was well worth it. Okay. I have no problem saying no. Right. That's just such a beautiful story. I love how you did that and the strength that it took for you to get out of the house and do that. Like literally I couldn't barely function that day. So it's amazing to me that you were able to do that. So I just want to, yeah, comment on that. Um, moving more into the triggers and some things that have happened and how God has helped me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get triggered at church. Um, when I see Mm. couples together, uh, mm. like, and a, the, the husband puts his arm around the wife and like, you know, Luke had a hard time making it to church, but when he did, he was always putting his arm around me. And like, just, it was such a good feeling because mm-hmm. he didn't get to come very often. And so it was really special. 
And um, I think the last time he went besides Christmas Eve was like over a year before he passed away. But mm-hmm. I remember that day, it was in November and it was just a special day. And I have pictures of him holding hands with Haley and like, it was just beautiful. But sometimes in church that triggers me. I mean, I can literally see a couple and then I'm crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cry a lot at church anyways, <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I'm just so like in tune with God and like, he just moves in my heart a lot. But I, I know that's been a trigger for me. Um, it used to be, you know, the stuff on Facebook, yes, Father's Day did trigger me, but I try to do, we talked about this in a past episode when you see like anniversary posts and stuff, I try to do what you do and think that's awesome that they love their spouse enough, you know, to be posting about them. I actually found myself doing that recently, remembering what you had said and that's awesome. Yeah. So I learned a lot from you in that to turn it into something positive and like, whoa, they are actually, you know, treating their spouse well. Um, I've had triggers. Let's see. I shared this one with you not that long ago. Um, I went to my kid's school and they were having this outdoor concert on the football field. And I remembered the last time I was there with Luke and how Hayden had scored a touchdown and this whole moment that they had, and it was beautiful. And, you know, I got teary eyed for a minute. So sometimes it's also to show you, like, you have no idea what's going on in someone else's world mm-hmm. when you're talking to them. Like, they could have just had something really bad happen or something could have totally triggered their mind. And so what I do when I get triggered is I let myself feel it for what we feel we can heal. So that almost every episode. So I let myself feel it, but then I try to move to a new place. So I don't stay there. Okay. I feel it's a trigger is usually something you're remembering, right? It's in your, in your brain. And so then I try to think of something different. It might be just bringing yourself back to the present. I actually heard this on a podcast once to um, bring yourself back to the present. You just kind of like flick your wrist or like do something to help remember where you're at. So that might be something to try. Everybody try it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) flick your wrist or do something to get back to where you're at because you don't want to live in the past. Like, I know I talk about this like every episode, but do not be anxious about anything. And so we want to live today not Mm -hmm. in the past, not in the future, but today. And so that helps me get out of the triggers is just doing things like that. Or I will text someone I've texted you before and I have triggers like, Hey, feel in this moment or I'll, you know, reach out to different friends. Hey, can you pray for me? I'm I'm like, if it stays for a while or yeah, sometimes I just want to tell somebody about it. So I'll text a friend. Hey, just had this thought. Or if it's someone who would remember, Oh, remember this or whatever. So it's important that you don't just shove it away. Let yourself feel it you know what? Cry if you need to. I remember being at the bookstore and there was this book that Luke and I used to do um, called my father's story where he'd answer questions. And in the bookstore, I saw that this was a couple months after he died. And I just started crying like in the bookstore and I just let myself feel it. And I didn't care who was watching. And also, you know, there's some verses that have definitely helped me. The ones that I've shared in the past, plus a few other ones. Um, this one I love it is Psalm 62 5. Yes, my soul finds rest in God, my hope comes from Him. Mm. And the very important word that I want to talk about in here is hope. What do we have without hope? Nothing, right? Nothing, right? That is one of the most important things is hope for the future, hope in what we have with our salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. And I think that's so important to 
realize that our rest is in God and our hope is in him. I have another verse that has to do with hope. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot of really cool things in here. That's really awesome that we said the same one. Wait, did you you already read that? I did, yeah. Okay, well, I was paying attention, I promise. We both. (laughs) That's awesome. It doesn't matter. They're good verses. They're good verses. Well, what I was going to say. Yeah, what else you got? (laughs) I know you already spoke about it, and I was paying attention. didn't really I really like Psalm 63. <laughs> <laughs> Normally we go over our verses before we share them and make sure they're not the same. We didn't. And then and I this must, is why <laughs> must have missed it. But you know it what that matter. means? Every, that means God really wants us to share this verse that we shared yeah, twice. I like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna read it another time so you hear it three times. And yeah, go ahead. Share Should I have my I daughter have. come in and read it? Say that she thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everybody can come in and say they read it. Okay. <laughs> May the God of hope. I'm just laughing that it's so funny we had the same verse and I didn't know a different version though I read it out of the NIV yeah me too <laughs> why don't you go to the new King James Let's or something do, I don't want to do new King James <clears throat> I want to do the horrible <laughs> I mean... new King James what about new living translation that's a good one it's okay, a really good translation on. I have to no I gotta look it up it's gonna take me on it because that was on a picture so what's the what's the reference again uh Romans 15 13 <laughs> Since it's your verse two, <laughs> Romans 15, 13. I have I actually have it crossed out because I already read it. So I had to look through it. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that exactly because I've been listening. But it doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to go with a surprise ESV. And 13. not the ESV. You don't, do you have something no, in CSV? It's just on no, the Bible. I don't app know list. anything about that translation, okay. but no, I don't. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Ooh, I like mm. that. Sometimes I just like reading in different versions. Let's do another one for fun. ERV. So fun. Yeah, and I have them highlighted in like every version. I pray that the God who gives hope will fill you with much joy and peace as you trust in him. Then you will have more and more hope and it will flow out of you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Boom, I like that That's a good one. That's a good one. This is a good one. So that's ERV. So I love- Wait, what's ERV? English revised version? What's Mm. ERV? Let's go ahead and check what that is. It is <laughs> easy to read version. Oh, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. Hold on. Let me write Look, that down. It's actually easy, read easy, version. easy to read version. We'll hey. see how easy it is. <laughs> There's a lot of different versions, but I really like that one. That was good. So sometimes, yeah, I do that with a verse and I'll just go through and do like 15 versions and just read it in all of these versions to fully take it in. Yeah, isn't it cool? Yeah, I like doing that too. I love doing that where like just a few different words are different. And I love where it says, (laughs) did you say word? Hmm? Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Then you will have more and more hope and it will flow. I like this part. Flow out of you (laughs) by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mic drop. That's a good verse. 
I wonder if everyone heard that flow sound that you made. That was great. <laughs> it was like, they can't see my hands like doing the whole action where it's like, it's flowing, but it just speaks to me that like, God will fill you with hope and joy. Listen, joy and peace. But here's the part we can't forget as you trust in him. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, that's key. Yeah. Like as you listen to him, as you talk to him, as you trust in him. Mm-hmm. trust in his mean? will for your life yes what does it mean this is something like i have to like every day god i trust you i trust you i trust you and he wants that relationship he wants to build that trust with us he wants it and then he gives us more and hope more hope and it will flow out flow mm-hmm. so when we're flowing with hope right we can give other people hope yeah. So trusting in God then leads to the joy and the peace and the hope and boom. Yeah. What's, what's the, okay. There's the one Bible verse. I, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but he said, so we can receive the comfort that we are comforted by. So we can comfort others with that comfort or something like that. I don't you know, know what I'm talking about. You probably look it up the word comfort and that we would find that. Yeah, probably we'll have to do that another. Well, you can look it up if you want, but um, I really like Psalms. Not mm-hmm. 63. <laughs> so, you know, uh, 147 3. He heals the brokenhearted and mm. binds up their mm. wounds. And, you know, we really do need to trust in him because I don't know. So, you were talking about hope. I constantly, constantly, and every time I feel pain, how I snap out of it is I'm like, this is temporal. Mm, this is temporal. Good. We're going to heaven. We're going yep. to spend an eternity in heaven and perfection in paradise. No more sorrow, no more tears, perfection. And I'm like, it's just, it's just a run out the clock situation where, mm, that's good. and I'm like, so how do I want to run out the clock? Do I want to run out the, I mean, either way, the clock's going to run out for all of us. So do I want to be sad? No, I don't. I'm going to right. feel it so that I can heal it. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't stay there. I do not. I won't. Right. I refuse to. I'm like, no, like Lacey wouldn't want this. Right. Lacey wouldn't want me to be depressed and just quit mm-hmm. on life. And like, no way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss her. And, but I know that I know that I know that I'm going to be with her again. We won't be mm-hmm. married in heaven but that's okay. That's going to be okay. And you're going to understand why that's a beautiful thing. When you get to heaven, I hear a lot of people say like, I don't want to go to heaven if I'm not married to him there. Mm -hmm. But you're, when you get there, there's going to be no disappointment in heaven. There's not going to be one iota of, Oh, I wish it was like this. Like that is not going to happen in heaven. Anything you don't understand now, you will understand when you get there. But these grief triggers are, they're real and they're legit and you have to be aware that they are going to hit you and be ready for them. Be ready to combat them. Um, you know, because they're coming. If they haven't hit you today, I guarantee they hit most of you on father's day to some degree, maybe some more than others, but there is some, there is, it is impossible to not think about it, whether you're a widow or widower. Right. Um, it's hard for us for different reasons, but you know, I have these grief triggers through beautiful things because my wife was an incredible servant of God. And Mm. through our church, 
she set up this um, ministry called uh, Meal Train. Mm, so if somebody right. gave birth to a baby or whatever, people could sign up on a calendar to bring them right. meals. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was interesting after she passed away, all these people set up this meal train for me, you know, obviously she stopped, Mm -hmm. um, leadership of it as she, you know, got more sick, but people took it over and they continued it on because she wanted, she didn't want it to just go away, you know, as she got more sick, she wanted to still bless people. And after she passed away, people set up a meal train for me. And I, Mm -hmm. I remember looking and I totally had forgot, like just, you know, in my, cloudy brain at that time I forgot that this was a ministry of hers and Mm. um when I went online to see who was bringing me a meal that night I looked at the top of the page and it said ministry set up by Lacey Massaro wow I was just like whoa thanks honey like Mm -hmm. it was because of her that we were getting all these meals brought to us after she passed away and it was like but that triggered me for sure, you know, right. that it was like, it just, those meals from then on out felt a lot different, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. but how do you combat that? I'm like, now it is blessing us. Like it has, like she had blessed so many other families. And what it did was it brought me to a place of thinking about Christ, just telling her, well done. Mm, you did beautiful. great work for mm-hmm. the kingdom. Well done. Because, you know, people could sign up for that that weren't members of our church. They could just come to our church and say they're having a hard time and they'd get put in this this ministry and people would bring them meals. There were a lot of people that Lacey had um, helped get involved in it. So there were a lot of people to call on to bring meals. So it wasn't like one person or five people even had to bring a meal once a week. It was like if everybody and I think that's kind of how it was. I, I there weren't a lot of people that did multiple meals but I had meals for like, I think like two months, like everybody wow. come in every night. I met a lot of great people, which is awesome that I'm now friends with um, some really wonderful people. But, um, you know, you just got to be aware of those, those grief triggers because they're coming. And mm-hmm. if you're prepared for them, if you know that they can hit you out of the blue at any time, you can be ready to, like I said, to combat them and anticipate it because they're coming. Right. It's kind of like we talked about last week, the ants, the automatic negative thoughts, and then ant mm-hmm. eaters, what you're going to say about oh, right. that. So you can kind of be prepared with that. Um, I get triggered randomly when I see the mailman because Luke was a mail carrier. Mm-hmm. And so I'll see them in their uniform and think about him wearing his uniform and it can trigger me, but that that's usually pretty quick because you see the mailman a lot, but <laughs> you know, just little things or things that people say can trigger it. And you can be lost in your own little world for a minute when they said something that, that triggers it. But yeah, I think it's, it's kind of like battle. Like you just, you, like you said, you have to know it's coming and be prepared so that it doesn't throw you off for that long. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to feel it, but then snap out of it. Like what is your plan to snap out of it? I know a lot of times for me, it's, you know, sharing it with a friend or whatever. And then, like I said, bringing myself back to reality, where am I at and, and moving forward and thinking about positive things. And so I think, you know, it really, I just think the most important thing is to not stay there and to realize that there are ways to get out of it. You know, even if you want to, you don't know who to reach out to send us a direct message mm-hmm. on widow too soon or our email and 
will be there for you. Like there's, yeah. there's people that like will... the Jackson five will be there. I think it's, I'll be there. Yeah. But whatever. Improvising. <laughs> I'll be there. Was that good? That was Wait. good. And a lot of people would have think that was me if you didn't say anything. <laughs> I'll be there. Cause I'm not the singer. <clears throat> That's you. Don't you know, baby? Yeah. There it is. I'll be there. I'll be there. I was trying to do like the second part. I don't For, like <laughs> For real though, we'll be there. For real. I'm sorry. Okay. I just can't hear a title of a song and not just go into it. I'm sorry. You can edit this out if you want. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's good. No, it's true. It's like this but like, it's true. thing. Like it's like you he can't not. If oh, that's you. No, that's what I'm talking I thought about. You meant it's true that we'll be there. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm just trying to explain this like song thing. It's like you can't not say it. Like I always know if I say a couple words, you're gonna sing it, or sometimes I don't even know. Like, oh, that's a song. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So I think you know to wrap it up. You know, um, you're gonna have grief trigger. You're gonna have grief triggers. <laughs> the thesaurus. You guys know. Hey. How many of you tried the thesaurus that we said last week? <laughs> Been thinking about that. We're we're like, and, you know, just try it. Say the thesaurus. It's hard to do. You have to say it fast, though. That's you the thing. To. The thesaurus. <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to know. You can send us a message or on a post. Let us know if you said the. Th- th- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't even get it out of my mouth. That's awesome. The thesaurus. Let us know if you tried that. But I was saying grief triggers. <laughs> They're going to be grief triggers, but it's how you move forward and having some of those, those things in place. So, you know, how yeah, to move if you're forward, prepared, prepared. Yeah. you have to be prepared. That's the thing. I didn't realize in the beginning, like different grief triggers and how grief would hit you. And I mean, it's like a whole animal. Yeah. That you don't even know until you've been through grief. Like it's so hard to, if you're not aware that it's mm. coming and it makes it so much harder because you're like, what is happening right What's now? And you on? just yeah. get like mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I encourage people, listen to these words. Think about first Thessalonians mm. 4.13. Every time you think about your loved one, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind mm. who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. And that's, you know, partially talking about the rapture. But anyways, the point is, is we have hope. We have some, and I even said this at Lacey's eulogy or in her celebration of life in my eulogy. I said, we don't uh, grieve as those who have no hope. That's right. Because it's true. It's true because we have hope. They're not just, you know, I mean, sorry to be so, you know, blunt or obtuse or whatever, but like, they're not just in the ground Mm -hmm. being eaten by worms. Like so many people say happens when you die. That's not what's happening. Um, There is a creator, uh, a beautiful, beautiful father in heaven who, if you look around, I mean, to have artwork, you need an artist, you know, Mm -hmm. to have a book, you need an author. And how much more complicated is life and this earth? Like there is a creator and he has a plan and it's good. Mm-hmm. We might not always see it, but that goes back to the, 
the verse that Michelle shared about <laughs> trusting my idea in God, totally your idea. So anyways, I just want to encourage people to remember that. Yeah, it's really important. Well, um, would you like to pray? Pray us out? Sure. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll pray us out. Pray us out. <laughs> Heavenly Father, you're such a gracious and kind and loving God. And I ask for forgiveness for all of us, for the times that we uh, doubt the plan or don't understand mm -hmm. it, um, because we are just human mm -hmm. and we only see what we can see and feel what we can feel. But it's, it's hard sometimes in those moments to really step outside of ourselves and see you. And I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear that you are God. You are almighty you are the one and we are just so grateful for your love and for your grace. And even when we don't see it, you're working and we thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And I ask a special blessing for all of those that are grieving, who have lost a spouse or any loved one for that matter, that you would do what you've promised and comfort us. Um, and I just pray for a double portion of that for anybody who's who's just in pain and that just doesn't understand what we're saying, or it doesn't make sense, or they can't quite get there. I pray that you would show them the way to trust in you and to trust and know. And I pray that you'd give everyone an eternal perspective mm -hmm. that it just makes it so much simpler to um, understand that things that happen here are for your good and that's the way it should be and that that's okay and um i just thank you i thank you for your grace and for bestowing wisdom upon us when you do i mean we're still just foolish uh, foolish feeble-minded people but um i just pray that you would present us all with great deep wisdom to um, see the bigger picture and to trust in the great hope of heaven. And I ask all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Again, if you would like to get in touch with us, you could email us at widowed2 with the number two soon, M as in Mark Michelle at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, widowed2 with the number two soon underscore and send us a message there. If you like this episode, we love it. If you give it a little bing, five stars and rate and <laughs> review, it helps us to get discovered by more people. So more people can be encouraged. So we thank you for that. And we will see you again next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.